0: This is the Cliff Yates Show. Personal growth, motivation, inspiration, and philosophies for a great life. Hey everybody, welcome to the Cliff Yates Show. You are in the right place. You really are. Even today, with today's question, why did you vote for Donald Trump? Yes, my wife and I voted for Donald Trump 2016-2020. We did get that question quite a bit during those times, and we're Well, we were not really political people, and as you know, I don't talk politics, or I haven't maybe until today, but I am talking about it today because it's just you and me having a conversation, sitting down for a cup of coffee, you and I one-on-one. And so I'll tell you why that I did vote for Donald Trump and why it came to light or why people found out about it. I wasn't hiding it, or why did I kind of put it out there? Now, I've always had a social media presence because when I was really doing stand-up comedy, pretty much on a full-time basis with my police job, I was producing my own shows. I was renting theaters out, having people come, buy tickets. I was filming shows, producing shows at the Roxy, the Hollywood Palladium, producing shows in Las Vegas. I need people to come to those shows, so I needed to be in contact with people who were interested in coming to my stand-up comedy show. So I maintained a relationship with people who were following my stand-up comedy career and in so doing, very authentically open-hearted, open-minded, showing what uh, I was doing, my wife and I were doing and then I would announce shows and just wouldn't be sharing stuff just because I had a show coming up. Hey, I have a comedy show, now come. No, I want to have an ongoing relationship to a certain extent, with everybody that was in my audience, really. So that's why I've always had, or for a long time, had a social media presence because of the stand-up comedy career, together with keeping in contact with family, friends, and associates. kind of clumped into one. I have a public profile uh, Facebook page, and then I have my personal page, and then I maintain those relationships. And a lot of them is because I write a couple books, and a lot of it had to do with not just comedy shows, but I've written a couple books and pointing people to where they could buy those books because people wanted to know, oh, you wrote a book, where can I get it, what's it about, sharing these types of things. Now, how did it come to be that we ended up voting for Donald Trump? Well, years ago in the early 90s, I got my real estate license, I became involved in selling real estate. Another one of my side gigs from my police job. And through that training, training in sales and certain motivational training that I was exposed to, that's how, as you know, I got exposed to Tony Robbins, Jim Rohn, and various other uh, business, motivational business people, entrepreneurship, and I became very interested in that. And I read Donald Trump's book, The Art of the Deal. And then I used to, since I got involved in leadership and I was very interested in business, entrepreneurship, because I would get involved in that kind of thing when I produced comedy shows. I would rent the the venues out. I would hire who I had to hire for security. I would hire who I had to hire maybe as a bartender or running the lights, running the cameras, pay those people have somebody taking in the income from the tickets, hire my opener, and or I would open for a headliner. So I was very interested in the dynamics of business through doing my own comedy specials and also through selling real estate and being exposed to those concepts and ideas and being involved in the entertainment business, uh, also doing some acting, and being involved in the creative. And at the same time, I was still doing my law enforcement job, so... Involved in many different communities for many different reasons, which I think is good for all of us to be exposed to as many people as we can. If we can develop enough skills to interact with people at whatever level of business or society or community they are, and we can we can have a great uh, conversation and open communication, no matter what arena that we're in. I mean, that just fosters self-education. And it helps other people learn. So if you're in the mindset of always learning, then it makes sense. And so I, all of a sudden, I came across The Apprentice. And I thought, wow, let's watch this show. And it was a reality show. As many of you know, if you watched it, Donald Trump would bring these celebrities in, and he would put them in groups. And then the groups would decide who's the project manager and Donald Trump would say, this is your task for today. You're going to have these things. And each of you are going to sell at this, in this area, you're going to sell these things for this amount of time. Uh, maybe one of the, you know, if I made a hy- hypothetical situation, you're going to, you're going to sell wedding dresses and you're going to have this area where you can sell those dresses. And then they would send them out and they would have a time period. And then the film crew would film these people and, getting a, a space together, how they got the space. Uh, they had a budget of so much money, and then they would bring in, maybe they uh, leased wedding dresses, and then they would advertise, and they would call people in off the streets. And then at the end of the the comp- the competitive episode, right, they would count up, you know, who made the most money for that project. And then in in giving his assessment of how they did, Donald Trump would say, listen, you're the project manager. You were in charge of this. How did you conduct this? And, and they would do the tally. You made $14,500. And then the other team, if they made less, they lost. And then they would have to, someone would have to be fired. If you remembered, if you watched the show, then both, all teams would go outside. And then the only people that came back in the room in front of Donald was the project manager and then two other people that they the project manager picked. And then they would discuss what went wrong and why they didn't win. And based on that, Donald Trump would pick out who was going to be fired, and that's how he famously became famous for saying, "You're fired." But I looked at it as a real life kind of, you know, a free business school because he would be sharing all these concepts of business and and how he he got things done and became a a real estate mogul in Manhattan. And he would always he would share these business ideas, these business strategies, and so. I really liked it and I learned a lot from it. And so every week uh, we would watch it not only for the entertainment value, but you saw real life celebrities trying to use their celebrity in many cases to set up a business, you know, a pop up business and sell merchandise, create sales, bring people in and see how they related to people and communication and how they delegated a team, what kind of leadership skills they had. And if, if you get a chance If you haven't seen the show, go back and check out the show. So I loved the show and I I began to learn a little bit more about Donald Trump in a business sense and not only reading his book but watching watching all all these shows that he put out. It was on for several seasons and uh, I liked it. I felt it was a free business school for anyone interested in entrepreneurship and making money, sole proprietorship, starting a business these are concepts and theories that he would freely talk about that obviously he had a track record uh, of being a success in so i liked the show and i liked that he brought in his sons i liked that he brought in his daughter they were part of his uh, his businesses and he would talk about his several businesses and several things that he did in the state of the city of new york which were kind of phenomenal The rink that, uh, I don't think it it bears his name anymore, but the rink in, not in Rockefeller Center, but the the skating rink inside Central Park, they couldn't get that done. It it was a shambles. Uh, I can't remember if it was the 80s or the 90s, but they could not get that rink completed. And so Donald Trump said, I can get that completed in a certain amount of time. And the city said, if you can do that, we will pay you this amount of money. And he came in under budget with his relationship with construction people, his knowledge of having a project, knowing what has to be done and when, and getting things completed. He got that rink up and running. And that, he did that with, several, with several, several enterprises. So it was quite amazing. So it wasn't surprising when uh, he got a lot done in his first, first presidency wasn't surprising to me now I along with I guess most of my family friends people I knew definitely my father my mother we, we all kind of basically said this is never happening uh, especially come on he's an outsider they're not going to allow him uh, to either run and or be elected so we really didn't think that would happen and so he was really confronting the media and speaking truth to power is what it looked like to me now granted I don't operate that way. I don't talk that way. I don't name call. I don't make fun of people. So I don't operate with that kind of. So we don't, I don't uh, associate with that. However, we have to kind of look at the results of what happened in the first presidency. But let's get to the vote and how I came to that uh, with my wife and family and, well, 35 years in law enforcement as a police officer. My family, father, chief of police, then retiring as a patrol officer in a smaller department. My uncle, Geneseo police department, my cousins, two police officers. And so the family is a family of blue bloods is what I have. And so obviously with the, I mean, and I never said a negative thing when President Obama was elected, no negative comments. Nothing. No attacks from me or people that I had that in my circle. But obviously it was a very uh, it was a negative view and impact. And it was the start of really deconstruction or a mindset of defund the police and an attack on law enforcement. So when Donald Trump comes along and he is pro law enforcement, he believes in we need to have businesses in America, we need. To have things made in America. We need to make sure we're not losing money in our trade deals with China and Mexico. We need to, we have to support businesses having their plants here in America made in America. And if you decide to go outside, there should be a penalty for that. We need a closed border law and order. And so those things ran true. And that's why We were going to cast our votes in 2016 for President Trump. And we went to the inauguration. Uh, Alba wanted to go. She said, let's go to the inauguration. This is kind of when he won. That was just a big shocker, I think, to both parties and to many people in America. And we went to the inauguration in Washington, D.C. And it was quite, quite an experience uh, when we went there. I didn't, I guess these were uh, Antifa or whatever militant groups they were, but we left our hotel to go to the, uh, what's it called, the the plaza there to watch the inauguration. And believe me, it was crowded when we got there. We were way back when we got there. We're in Washington. We're about eight to ten blocks from from where, um, you know, in front of the Capitol building to watch the inauguration. So we start walking, and all the streets are closed off. There was no museums open. There was no tours open. All of Washington streets were blocked off. And it seemed kind of overkill or weird to see all these National Guard and military people on the streets. And as we got closer to where the inauguration was going to take place... We on the lawn there. All of a sudden, we saw why there was such a police presence in the National Guard. We were getting blocked. People in masks were were across the streets. They were cl- across the sidewalks with sticks. And at one point, uh, my wife even had to push some of these people out of the way, and then we got past them. And so we were never assaulted. Although that wasn't. It didn't seem like it would have been out of the question. So there was a lot of groups that were blocking blocking the streets so that people could not get to the inauguration. And I assume there was probably people who were intimidated by these groups and didn't make it or didn't go because there was a lot of masks in black, dressed in black, people with sticks crossing the street and the sidewalks, screaming, you're not going to get past. Now we just pushed our way past and we made it to the inauguration. And so that was quite an experience. And so, We took pictures of that and, uh, you know, it's on our social media presence. Now, I don't want to say we felt a, uh, we had a big backlash from it, but it was really obvious that on a small scale, I'll say, you know, and my following is not huge or even big, but on a certain scale, I was, I mean, definitely unfriended by probably 10 to 15 people that, that were noticeable. That I started to notice. Oh, um, we're no longer friends anymore. You know how sometimes you don't see somebody on your feed anymore, and you you you, you kind of check them out. Well, what happened to this person? I used to see their feet. You know, they, they would they would come up on my my feed of my Facebook and uh, at the time Twitter or whatever, and then you, you wonder what happened to them. You look into them. Oh, we're we're no longer friends, and so obviously dropped apparently for the political reasons, which which was kind of a, we didn't, we were kind of sad about that, really. And so then 2020 comes along, and we we cast another vote for Trump, and then we have the pandemic happening. And we had kind of a real life, a real life, uh, I'll call it a human, you know, a, a community lab laboratory, in that we spend our summers in upstate New York, in the a, in a Thousand Island region. And we are on different islands. And this community is, I really didn't know that that was the makeup, but it came to light that most of our summer community up there is mostly of a liberal, and I've never been a, and, and we've never been political or cared what anybody's personal choice was when it comes to politics. But after 2020, we did, you know, at one point, my wife was outside in the public having an ice cream cone. And when we got to our summer retreat that we spent three to four months at, uh, there was just all of a sudden there were these postings. This couldn't be, This no, they would use my wife's name. This could not be really her account. She would not put people in danger by not wearing a mask. And this is out in public, in open air. And... Then we had a few people that uh were ghosting us in that community. They were you know there was no conversation now when we get together with this with this group in this community we we rarely if ever I don't remember ever talking politics or government or anything like that and if it did come up, Alb and I would just listen and if our, if they asked our opinion, we would give it but we we don't get into arguments or Uh, and we are very open to if anybody wants to have a discussion on why we believe what we believe and how did we come to believe that? And if you want to have an open discussion conversation, we are open to that as we all should be without shutting people off or down as we're seeing this happening in society today, people putting out their opinion and then they're canceled. And so we were kind of new to the, uh, ghosting, uh, people that we normally would have dinner with. They, uh, we would invite them to our summer place, and they would invite us over to their place. All of a sudden, there was no invitations anymore. I will say, you know, most people were still, you know, polite. You wouldn't know if if I passed them, you know, in town, they would still be, you know, hi, how are you? How you doing? But uh, I did check with—now, That was interesting. Some people, a large group of people, so these people that were the ghostiness, I, I want to say— a very small number of people but it was obvious to me and these are a few of these people were very close in my heart to me to the point that i remember helping them going out of my way to be of help to them and so f- for them to be ghosting us for what they perceived our political view might be or who we were supporting it was kind of uh yeah i i got my little pants in an uproar i got a little hurt feelings and so you know as uh as i say in our motivational episodes and our personal growth episodes hey for every adversity there's an equal or greater opportunity if you'll just look for it what i did see was that a lot of people who were obviously of would be the opposite side of the fence as far as our political views are they were the same to us they were the same friends to us uh they invited us over. We invited them over. We had our normal conversations, and so it was very few people, but it was obvious and there was a couple of people that i really didn't i didn't think that could be the reason, but I remember asking another friend i go hey we, we haven't heard from uh a and b that we we normally we used to uh interact with uh during the summer but i i'm i assume it would it wasn't the political thing and they uh they told me. No, it's, it was the political thing. Really, that is a an opportunity for us to, listen, maintain who we are. We we uh, I just, I'm going to be out there and I'm going to be kind to everybody else. But, you know, sometimes you have to take a stand and we all have a right to uh, vote who we want to vote for and believe what we want to believe. And still, we can be kind to others. But it was just weird that It wasn't on our end. It was on the other end. It was the others, right? They would have been considered these far-left people, or at least left people that just wouldn't talk to us anymore. But that's the reason why we voted for Donald Trump in 2016 and 2020. And we had some uh, ramifications for that. But going forward, I think we all need to do what we think is right we are still in America, the United States of America. And as you can see by what's going on in the world and in the country, we have to stand up for American values and principles, even though in today's media, people will twist things around and try to paint a picture of the police, uh, paint a picture of people who may be a conservative or people that are following a certain candidate, that those people are labeled Uh, a certain thing because of that. And no, we got to stand up for the freedoms that we have because there is a, and I'm coming more and more to believe that there is a good versus evil uh, spiritual warfare going on because you have to ask yourself what's going on because some things are not right and we don't want to lose the great country that we do have and I feel obligated, obligated because I won the lottery and being born here, American-born here. And then I'm, I have my wife, who is Cuban-born here, who came to America, right, because her father gave up everything they owned in his late 40s to bring his family to the beacon of freedom here in America. And she appreciates America, and she wants it to remain a free America and we do not want to, if you'll notice, we are being more and more lately invited to give up our freedoms for the, uh, the illusion that, hey, it's for your safety. Give up this freedom and in, re- in response to that, you're going to be more safe. It kind of makes sense when you look at why are they creating an atmosphere where it's dangerous. Let's get back to the uh, founders' uh, principles and values And those are all good because they really point to a country that believes that everyone is created equal and everybody has equal opportunities. And the other side will tell you, no, look at look at the negativity and look at the slavery that would all the negative things we. But the thing is, the values and principles were still great. The fact that we weren't living up to them at the point of time does not take away from The right of those values and principles so now you know why how we voted for Donald Trump in 2016 and 2020 we're still good people and we think we think and we believe this is a fight for right and so I know this is gonna probably trigger a lot of negative comments and attacks but that's okay it doesn't change who we are what we believe And uh, as you already know, I love you. And so, listen, let me know in the comments, if you voted for Trump, why did you do it? And if you didn't, tell me why. And if you voted for Trump and you had any negative ramifications for that, let me know in the comments. If you're watching and or listening on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. It tells YouTube that. People are interacting with the show and they will show it to more people who have the same kind of interest that you and I do, which is truth, the American way, entrepreneurship, our freedom, free marketplace, free to be happy and to be prosperous in this great country, the United States of America. We're going to keep it. We're staying and we're going to fight for it. And we can do that together. I appreciate that you sat down with me and had this conversation. If you're listening on a podcast platform, because we're everywhere, all over the world, and if you're somewhere outside the country, we are still the beacon of freedom, prosperity, and the land of opportunity can still happen here. Come legally, make it happen. You can do it. All right, everybody, I'm Cliff Yates. I will see you in the next episode.